This is News Talk. Well, the evictions ban is on the front of a number of the papers this morning. The Irish Times plan for a ban on winter evictions to last until March. The Cabinet expected to approve a ban on new evictions lasting until next March when it meets this morning, despite misgivings about the measure among some in Fine Gael. Once ministers give the go-ahead, the government will introduce legislation in the Oireachtas, which it aims to pass before the end of this month. Uh, but it's expected the eviction ban will not be extended to tenants who refuse to pay rent or misuse a property and that existing notices to quit will still be enforceable. Obviously, timing will be key to all of this because people will be anxious if it is coming in, when it comes in, to make sure that they are protected if they are going to be uh, given a notice to quit. Um, announcement or whatever from their landlord. That's also the front of the Irish Daily Mail evictions ban in two weeks. It's going to be a no-fault eviction ban as the cost of living continues to soar. The ban will last until the end of March and if approved, the ban will be in place from the 1st of November until the end of March. Of course, the other question mark is if homeless figures continue to rise. They're at record levels at the moment, 10,805, I think. Uh, If they continue to rise, can you really lift an evictions ban next March? if the figures go, like many expect them to, over 11,000. So, you know, in a homelessness crisis, can you say in March, oh, we're now lifting the evictions ban? It's going to be very, very interesting politically. And Thonish Thili of Radker has been sort of sounding some questions on it. He is understood, according to the Mail, to have been hesitant about the evictions ban, but he agreed to it last night. So expect to hear a lot about that today when Cabinet meets. Another housing story in the front of the Examiner. More issues to do with Umbor Planola and backlogs. The examiner says two major developments in Cork City have been delayed by a number of months due to a backlog of cases with Umbor Planola. Yesterday we heard that they're looking at putting some civil servants uh, into Umbor Planola to try and speed up things. But in Cork City, key redevelopment projects for the Penny's store on St. Patrick Street and the historic Queen's Old Castle premises, they're awaiting final planning decisions before construction work can obviously take place. But decisions have been delayed in both cases. And the hold-up has led to calls from business groups for the government to fast-track the appointment of extra staff and resources to onboard Planola. Developers lure farmers with special land deal to build homes is the front of the Irish Independent. This is the news that one of the country's largest home builders wants to entice farmers into partnerships that may see them get higher than normal prices for land. In some cases, Glenvey Properties will be prepared to offer substantial non-refundable deposits to secure a farmer's support for a project. I've heard Glenvey flat out advertising recently and I'm pretty sure I heard an ad about this as well that they said on the radio, um, if you have land and you're interested in developing, get in touch with us. So they're offering upfront sums just even to make a planning application to try and get into partnerships between developers and farmers to build housing. If permission for development is granted, the final sale price will be higher than what the farmer might have expected if they'd sold at the beginning of the process. Now, the big court case dominates a number of the tabloids today. The Irish Daily Star gloves are off. The Irish Daily Mirror monk in the dock. And that's the same on the Irish Sun monk in the dock. This is, of course, the news <clears throat> that Jerry the Monk Hutch will go on trial today accused of murder. 
at the Dublin Regency Hotel. He's in the dock at the Special Criminal Court and obviously Jonathan Dowdall was jailed for four years for his role in David Byrne's killing while his father Patrick was given two years. Uh, And we're expecting a huge security operation outside the criminal court's of justice, a ring of steel is how it's been described in the papers and also Paul Williams in the Irish Independent writing today about the trial and saying as well that uh, Jonathan Dowdall and his father are going to get food specially cooked for them in prison because allegedly there are fears over possible poisoning so they'll have to get special meals there so that begins today with that ring of steel outside the CCJ. Now, back to the Cabinet meeting. Obviously, they're discussing uh, discussing an evictions ban. They're also discussing some hospices and giving them more funding. But the Irish Times says that Ministers too will be considering online flashing, which is going to be included as a specific offence under a proposed change to online safety legislation, which Ministers will consider today. So online flashing is going to be added to the Online Safety and Media Re- Regulation Bill under an amendment being put forward by Minister Catherine Martin and um, a proposed amendment will include the criminal offence of flashing which is defined in other legislation as a person exposing their genitals intending to cause fear, distress or alarm to another person and we hear so many stories of this online of people on Instagram and on Twitter getting unsolicited pictures sent to them, that would be called online flashing and it would be an offence. An awful lot of people do it. You do hear so many stories of it but anyway that's going to be discussed by ministers. Now Harry McGee in the Irish Times is writing about government buildings and obviously there's a big push for retrofitting and a big push to have our homes and buildings around the country uh, have a better BER rating. Well, only one of 238 office buildings owned by government departments, or I should say occupied by government departments, has achieved an A rating for energy efficiency. One in 238. The majority of public buildings have relatively poor energy ratings, despite, as Harry McGee writes, a huge focus on retrofitting and energy efficiency. So the only building looked at was the Revenue Warehouse in Limerick, which scores an A2. So the staff there, nice and cosy, you would imagine, but in some public buildings, uh, I'm presuming it's fairly drafty. The heating has to be on the whole time because of the poor energy rating. Staying with politics, the examiner, uh, something you don't think about. Obviously, we know that former Taoiseach are quite well looked after when you think about the pensions that they're paid. But in the examiner today, we learn that just over 150 grand has been spent in providing secretarial support to two former Taoiseach over the past year. The Department of the Taoiseach has been paying around €12,700 each month for secretarial assistance for Bertie Ahern and Enda Kenny. All of the money was paid to a company called Tech Skills Resources Limited. Uh, bills for Mr. Ahern amounted to just under 70 grand, while a further 83,000 euro was spent on support for Enda Kenny. Um, so that's in the Irish Examiner if you want to read more about that. Some other stories in the papers today. In the mail, um, I, if you're a regular listener to Breakfast Briefing, you'll know I absolutely hate Halloween for a variety of reasons. I have a new reason to hate it now because the stress of fireworks 
can force guide dogs who are absolute angels into retirement. One four-year-old dog had to be rehomed with the family in Kerry because she was so traumatised after Halloween and the Irish Guide Dogs for the Blind charity says the use of fireworks can cause severe trauma to dogs by oversensitising them and apparently it's similar to PTSD in humans. I know fireworks are banned but we still hear them going off and now they're upsetting guide dogs who do such wonderful work. In the Telegraph today we heard last week about Liverpool and the Eurovision and it being very very expensive to stay there. The news is Montenegro and North Macedonia have withdrawn from the Eurovision with one citing the price of accommodation as the reason rising registration fees and the energy crisis were also factors for Montenegro and North Macedonia withdrawing from the competition. You'd imagine other countries could follow suit because the prices are just going up and up and up in Liverpool. And finally, from the Times of London, this is from Britain, but I imagine it's the same here. People are wearing more layers, they're eating packed lunches, God forbid, and they're turning off the lights when they leave a room as they start cutting their costs. This is a new survey by Barclays, and it found that ways of reducing spending include eating out less often, cutting out purchases of clothes and accessories, spending on non-essential items grew by just 1%, And people are planning for the C word already. 39% of people say they'd started saving to ensure they could afford get-togethers and gifts. And more people apparently are pre-ordering their turkeys already. And more people are sitting in in the evenings, not bothering to head out. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This is Newstalk.